Hopefully he'll be returning with us tomorrow. So until then, when, if not, I'll be here in the air chair, the hot seat, whatever you want to call it, as uh, we continue on a party line here on this midweek, midday of the week, <laughs> midweek day. You know what I meant. I was getting there. <laughs> it's Wednesday, whichever way you want to put it. Hump day, weenie, Wednesday. Yeah, it's that too, Larry's Doghouse. Get your hot Wednesday weenies. You know, I gave that idea to uh, the former owner of Larry's Doghouse. I'm pretty sure I did because I would uh, joke around with Larry every now and then. I said, Larry, why don't you have a weenie Wednesday or something like that? Get your hot weenie Wednesdays, something like that. And I, I think Larry kind of liked that and kind of enjoyed that. Now, Maybe he had thought of it before I said that. Maybe I just reinforced his idea. <laughs> I don't know, but it's Weenie Wednesday. And it is also the 29th day of September. One more day of September before we hit the month of October. Wow. Well, as I mentioned yesterday, time seems to fly a little bit quicker when you get a little older. Well, you know, they say if you keep busy, it makes time seem to go quicker makes a day go quicker if you're very busy during the day well, I think that has something to do with it as well because I'm busy well you may when I get in here in the early mornings I'm doing things already and I keep going well through the day too so it's okay though you ever get to that point where you don't mind being busy well, I, I get that way. I don't mind being busy. So it's good. It's good to be productive and, you know, good to have fulfilling things that give you a sense of purpose, a sense of accomplishment, you know, you name it, on and on. You could go on and on with that. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's another busy day here at 970 WATH on this uh, Wednesday, September 29th. It is the 272nd day of this year, 2021. 93 days remain in this year. Incidentally, it is uh, 17 minutes after 9 o'clock. And uh, beautiful sunshine this morning, blue skies. Is it plural? Is, should it be plural or just, just sky? I mean, it's just one big sky, right? Are there multiple skies? I've thought about that <laughs> during my times of when I mentioned that clear skies or clear sky. Oh, well, take your pick. But it's one big sky, so, you know, it's a clear blue sky. And with that, lots of sunshine. It's uh, streaming through the window here really nicely this morning as the uh, dew glistens off the, the strands of grass out there. And also, the, there's a couple trees out the window here that still have the morning dew on it. So it's just a nice picture, you know, picturesque morning, as they say. Uh, right now, 54 degrees. And uh, temperatures today, as Brian Hughes has been mentioning, going to be uh, right in the mid-70 degree range. Same thing tomorrow, partly sunny tomorrow, sunny Friday. Wow, beautiful start to the weekend. Although some may start the weekend 
Uh, some may say the weekend starts on Thursday. <laughs> some even go as far as Wednesday. <laughs> but uh, really nice day in store for us on Friday. Sunshine, 76 Saturday, 80 and partly sunny. A great day for a Bobcat victory at Akron. And a great day for a Ohio State Buckeyes victory at Rutgers University in Piscataway, New Jersey, right? And also uh, Sunday, rain showers moving in, 74. Same thing on Monday, rain showers, but 72 Tuesday, 72 in light rain. And then uh, apparently the rain has moved out by Wednesday, 69 and mostly cloudy as uh, temperatures begin to drop just a bit toward uh, midweek next week. But uh, right now, 57 and sunny. We just jumped from 54 to 57. How about that? Uh, humidity reading right now is 34%. I, I get people ask me, well, this humidity is really something, isn't it? I'm like thinking, it doesn't feel humid to me. But uh, I don't know. I guess we all have different internal thermostats, the way that goes. But uh, pretty moon this morning, about a half moon, stars. Moonlit sky this morning. Well, you know, when I'm up and out and about anyway. Record high temperature for this day was set in 2019 at 85 degrees. Average highs right around 72. Record low of 40 degrees in the year 2000. And the average low is right around 50. And this is uh, kind of interesting how they put this little tidbit of information on here. The, in the past 30 years. It has rained 21 out of 30 times on this particular day, on September 29th. Right now, the chance of precipitation, according to this weather app I'm looking at, is 2%. <laughs> That's a pretty good indication. I don't think it's going to rain. So, uh, air quality index at 16 right now. And uh, as I started out to say, uh, today... Wednesday, September 29th. Highlights in the history on this day. On September 29th, 1789, the U.S. War Department established a regular army with a strength of several hundred men. Not hundred thousand or hundred million, only a hundred men. 1789. Also on this date in 1829, London's reorganized police force, which became known as Scotland Yard, went on duty. In 1918, Allied forces began their decisive breakthrough of the Hindenburg Line during World War I. And let's see, something along World War II, I'm presuming, 1938, British, French, German, and Italian leaders concluded the Munich Agreement, which was aimed at appeasing Adolf Hitler by allowing Nazi annexation of Czechoslovakia's Sudetenland. Boy, oh boy. If history could only tell those people what was about to happen in the coming years. And also World War II news in this date in history. In 1943, General Dwight D. Eisenhower and Italian Marshal Pietro Bedoglio, or Bedolio signed an armistice aboard the British ship HMS Nelson off of Malta. How about that? 
The Italians caved in 1943, apparently, according to the armistice anyway. And then uh, later on, Germany fell because they had turned on the Soviet Union. Yeah, quite a time in our history, World War II. And uh, let's see, in 1962, Canada joined the space age as it launched the Alouette 1 satellite from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. So apparently uh, Canada used the U.S. Air Force Base in California to launch that satellite. And also the musical My Fair Lady closed on Broadway after 2,717 performances. Uh, 1978, Pope John Paul I was found dead in his Vatican apartment just over a month after becoming the head of the Roman Catholic Church. I remember that. The uh, smokestacks that poured out the signal that a new pope had been, uh, I'm not sure what the term is, I'll say elected, uh, for lack of a better word. And then a month later, the, the smokestacks were active again once the uh, the uh, Catholic religion had approved the new pope. But uh, they they had to do that uh, within months of each other. And, uh, yeah, I, I remember that. Oh, remember this one about Tylenol? In 1982, extra-strength Tylenol capsules were laced with deadly cyanide that claimed the first of seven victims in the Chicago area. And to this date, the case remains unsolved. Wow. Hmm. And on this date, 2001, here's Afghanistan in the news again. Well, that was something about those hearings yesterday on Capitol Hill, wasn't it? Hmm. Well, in 2001, President George W. Bush condemned Afghanistan's Taliban rulers for harboring Osama bin Laden and his followers as the United States pressed its military and diplomatic campaign against terror. And later on during the Obama administration, uh, President Obama gave the orders to basically eliminate Osama bin Laden. Um, yeah, speaking of those hearings on Capitol Hill with the military leaders uh, being questioned by members of the Senate, I think they go before the House of Representatives today. And uh, it seems to me, from what I heard, a lot of conflict in the statements from the military leaders of what they discussed with President Biden. And then President Biden went on a show and said that that's not what he, not what he was told by some of the military leaders. So, I, you know, it's a head-scratcher. What, what really happened? Well, we'll find out. Uh, maybe they'll find out with the investigation as it continues about the uh, the uh, evacuation of uh, Afghanistan. And uh, again, as everybody probably knows by now, 13 American servicemen were killed by a suicide bomber during that evacuation. Terrible, terrible thing. Trying to do some good as they do around the countries uh, of the world. But uh, yeah, interesting conversations going on on Capitol Hill yesterday. And today, in 2005, John G. Roberts Jr. was sworn in as the nation's 17th Chief Justice after winning Senate confirmation. 
Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Well, you know, Dave talks about the cryptocurrency <laughs> sometimes. I know we've discussed it more than a few times. Uh, here on Party Line, but uh, 10 years ago, Germany, uh, you know, whether this has anything to do with cryptocurrency or not, by the way, uh, that stock is is falling because of China's regulation on cryptocurrency, banning all cryptocurrency uh, in the Bank of China. And uh, as Chinese officials have completely banned the use of cryptocurrency, which is going to make that stock fall even more stock prices, that is. Uh, But 10 years ago, Germany kept alive hopes that the 17-nation euro currency could survive the debt crisis as lawmakers in Europe's largest economy voted overwhelmingly in favor of expanding the powers of the Eurozone's bailout fund. Mm. Remember this one? Five years ago, has it been that long already? A New Jersey Transit commuter train slammed into the Hoboken station, killing one person and injuring more than 100 others. I recall research saying that either the conductor or the, excuse me, the engineer wasn't paying attention, might have been texting, something like that, but wasn't paying attention to the speed if that was uh, that particular wreck there. When that uh, commuter train uh, crashed into the Hoboken station. And uh, let's see, well, here we go with birthdays. Now, these are living celebrities, all right? Uh, first up, writer-director Robert Benton, 89. Singer Jerry Lee Lewis is 86. Is he still tickling the 88s? I would imagine so. Souls Blues gospel singer Sherman Holmes is 82. Former Senator Bill Nelson of Florida is 79. Actor Ian McShane, 79. Jazz musician Jean-Luc Ponty is 79. And uh, Nobel Peace Laureate Lech Walesa is 78. Television film composer Mike Post is 77. Trying to think of one of the TV show themes that he composed. Was Hill Street Blues one of them? I think it might have been. Uh, actor Patri- uh, Patricia Hodge is 75. TV personality Bryant Gumbel, 73. Uh, country singer Alvin Crow, 71. Uh, Olympic gold medal runner Sebastian Coe, 65. Uh, comedian actor Andrew Dice Clay is 64. Uh, singer musician Les Claypool, 58. And I'm starting to run out of familiarity with names of these celebrities. Oh, here's one actor, Jill Whalen is 55. Wasn't she on the Facts of Life? I think she was. Uh, actor Erica Alaniac, I remember her, 52 years young. <laughs> Just as I say, I'm not familiar with more of these names, and now I am. <laughs> uh, let's see, but I may have to uh, infuse that statement again about I'm running out of familiarity with these names. (laughs) Actor Alexis Cruz, 47. Uh, Actor Kelly McCreary, TV's Grey's Anatomy, is 40. Uh, Here's one because he's an NBA player. All-star Kevin Durant, 33 years young. Philip Phillips is 31. 
And uh, the youngest on the list today, Clara Mamet, is 27. How about that? So there you go. Uh, let's see here. A year ago, Mac Davis passed away in Nashville, as well as I Am Woman singer, singer Helen Reddy in Los Angeles. Both were 78. I had forgotten about both of those passings. Mac Davis and Helen Reddy. I remember one song when I was a kid, Mac Davis recorded, was called uh, Whoever Finds This, I Love You. I loved that song. It was a pretty cool song. If I can find that, maybe I'll I'll try to play that. But, uh, yeah, some news of what happened here on this date in history as we continue on a uh, party line edition here this morning, this Wednesday, September 29th. Coming up on 29 minutes until the hour of 10 o'clock. Well, some of the news in Ohio, uh, Ohio House Republicans are debuting a new anti-vaccine mandate bill. Did you hear about this one? Well, it's going to introduce a bill. The Republicans are introducing a bill putting limits on employers' ability to require that employees receive the coronavirus vaccine as a condition of employment. The bill assigned to the House Health Committee would allow public and private employees to secure exemptions from mandated coronavirus vaccinations for three main reasons. Now, those are for negative medical reactions to the vaccine, proven natural immunity as demonstrated by the presence of COVID-19 antibodies, and reasons of conscience, including religious convictions. No, no, that seems to me like that would open up uh, really conscientious objectors reason for lots of folks so we'll see where that one goes but uh, that is a new bill that's being introduced by House Republicans I believe it is being introduced today or it was yesterday so um, we'll see where that lands and uh, wow Back to Ohio news uh, as well that, um, well, sports-wise, anyhow, the Cincinnati Reds have now been officially eliminated from the playoffs as they lost last night. And um, the St. Louis Cardinals won. But, my goodness, how many games have the Cardinals won in a row now? 17 in a row? (laughs) That's a pretty good time to get hot this time of year in the baseball season. And uh, the Reds did not get hot as they cooled off, I will say. All they needed to do was play 500 baseball for pretty much the month of uh, September. And it didn't happen. They were swept, I believe, by the Miami Marlins, who are like bottom feeders in the American League uh, Eastern Division. And... um, or are they in the National League? I think they're in the National League. But uh, anyway, they were swept by the Marlins. Uh, they were swept by, I think, maybe the Minnesota Twins too. But anyway, it's been uh, an interesting season for the Reds. Um, that, you know, they had a good run at it. And I thought maybe they were going to make it into the uh, playoffs. But uh, not so. 
And uh, speaking of sports, we might as well get to this one since it's Ohio-related. Uh, Seventh-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats, the UC Bearcats. Wow. They're having a great season. Coached by former Ohio State coach Luke Fickle. They're ranked number seven ahead of the Buckeyes of Ohio State, who are at number 11. Big game this weekend as they play Notre Dame, who's ranked at number nine. Well, Cincinnati had a bye week, which means they didn't play. And uh, these two teams have not played each other since 1900. So we'll see how that plans out. I think that game's being played in South Bend, Indiana, the home of uh, the University of Notre Dame. So uh, there's a few connections with uh, each other's teams. Notre Dame's coach previously coached at UC, and uh, some Bearcats have Notre Dame backgrounds as well. So we'll see what happens. My feeling is that if Notre Dame wins this game, I think they will jump up into the top five, top four rankings as well. If the Bearcats win, whoever wins this game, you know, is positioning themselves for a pretty good run at the playoffs. So we we shall see what happens. That game coming up, I think it's 2.30 Saturday afternoon. That'll probably um, be the most watched game this weekend, my my guess is. Anyway, so uh, big game this weekend for the Bearcats and Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And uh, let's see, what else do we have to talk about? I've got some things I brought in uh, to talk about here in a few moments. Uh, so we can see, check on the latest Ohio news. I like to get into the, the local and statewide news. To locally, I'm hearing that um, the Halloween event, the annual Halloween event in Athens has been canceled by the city. Now, the university apparently has nothing to do with this, uh, but the city has par- apparently canceled the Halloween block party. That's what I was looking for uh, this year. Now, as far as the homecoming parade, I do believe they are still taking entries at Ohio University for that to happen. So the parade should be happening as scheduled. And typically it's right around 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning, but uh, that doesn't happen until October 9th, a week from this Saturday. So if you're looking forward to the uh, OU Homecoming Parade this Saturday, uh, excuse me, a week from this Saturday on October 9th, apparently it is still on. But as far as the uh, Halloween block party, uh-uh, it's out. So, um, yeah, some things to look forward to. Homecoming in Athens uh, for Ohio University on the 9th. Uh, football game, I believe, at 3.30. And uh, it's just a fun weekend. But, again, you know, with the coronavirus happening, we got to be careful. You know, mask up when you're – if you're going to the parade, might be a good idea. I'll go further than that. It will be a good idea to mask up for the homecoming parade. Now, that's one of the things people try to avoid is uh, being around crowds at what they call super spreader event. So – uh, might be a good idea. Now, take out the word might. It It is a good idea to mask up, all right? So, um, yeah, the parade's still on. And uh, my guess is the same route 
route, whichever you prefer, uh, that it will be happening on, that it um, was, what, two years ago? Did they have one last year? I don't think so. But uh, two years ago, they've changed the, the route there to, I guess, avoid Court Street now, parts of it anyway. So, uh, fun thing happening if you like a parade. Remember that song? I love a parade. <laughs> uh, well, some news um, as far as the Ohio State team doctor goes. Uh, if you haven't heard by now, those sex abuse survivors all had their cases dismissed that they had filed against uh, Ohio State University over decades-old sexual abuse by a long-dead team doctor. He's been gone for years. Plaintiffs say they'll keep pressing their cases against the university via appeals. Some say that it's not just about seeking more compensation or about money at all. They want some other things, such as stronger reforms, um, what else would you say? Greater accountability uh, and an, an outcome that doesn't block them from, well, criticizing really how the school handled the matter. And the judge acknowledged that abuse occurred, occurred but uh, concluded that the legal time limit for the claims had passed. You know, the old statute of limitations, as they say. Cases filed even more recently involving dozens of plaintiffs are still pending. So, uh, we'll see about that. And uh, what else do we have here? Um, An Ohio man is among those who made their way to the Texas border to the city of Del Rio, where thousands of Haitian migrants set up camp near a border bridge, including many seeking asylum. And now he didn't want his name revealed because he feared a backlash for helping people who entered the U.S. illegally. Says he made the long drive from his hometown of Toledo on Tuesday because he wanted to find his Haitian friend Ruth and to drive her, her husband, and young daughter back to her sister's home in Ohio. On Friday, he quietly surveyed groups of migrants who were allowed to remain in the U.S. temporarily, but he still has not apparently found his friend. So, uh, trying to reach out to a friend there to help them, as the story goes, and uh, get them back safely to another area. Um, Yeah, that was quite a scene down there under that bridge with all of the immigrants there, you know, trying to come in from uh, Haiti. But... From what I re- uh, researched and recall, apparently that, that camp has been cleared out under that bridge now. So, I, I mean, where did they go? Some of them went to, I get, what do they, they call them, holding places until they can be, uh, what do they call it, vetted or uh, interviewed, investigated, whatever term you want to use. Um, so we'll see what happens with all of those uh, immigrants, uh, whether they're illegal or allowed in. Some have been sent back. Uh, it's just a, wow, complicated situation. And here's a story from um, Washington, D.C. Imagine that. The Capitol Police chief sees rising threats. 
Well, the newly installed chief of the U.S. Capitol Police says force cannot afford to be complacent. Capitol Police are still struggling six months after an insurrection that left its officers battled, bloodied, and bruised, but the risk to lawmakers is higher than ever, and the threat from lone wolf attackers is only growing. In an interview with the Associated Press, uh, J. Thomas Manger says his force is seeing a historically high number of threats against lawmakers, thousands more than just a few years ago. The events on January 6th have redefined how the U.S. Capitol Police and other law enforcement agencies in Washington approach security. Hmm. Well, I guess they'll see what they can do to help out with that. Um, here is a poll. Now, take what you will from polls, because after the recent few presidential elections, I'm not sure if I trust polls anymore. (laughs) I had to take a sip of uh, tea there. Dave drinks coffee, I drink hot tea. Good stuff. Well, a new survey here out of New York City finds that vaccinated older adults are far more worried about COVID-19 than the unvaccinated are. And those vaccinated older adults are far likelier to take precautions despite the protection afforded by their shots. Now, this survey comes Wednesday from the Associated Press, uh, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. And the survey also finds that growing numbers of the unvaccinated are planning travel, embracing group gatherings, and returning to gyms and houses of worship. At the same time, the vaccinated are hunkering down as they express growing fears of infection. Well, I think that's a legitimate concern, especially when you hear about vaccinated people still getting COVID, even though... I mean, the cases are not widespread of people getting COVID, but folks, it is still possible, even though you're vaccinated, even though you get the booster shot. I've heard of people getting the booster shot that still came down with COVID. So this infectious disease is real. It is strong. Vaccinations help? Yes. Are they 100% effective? Well, is any vaccine 100% effective? So with that, uh, just a little information from that survey there that came uh, out of New York City. And I brought in, uh, as we shift away from the news here, uh, brought in a couple things here. One of these articles is titled, The Most Trusted home brands and these were top picks that were compiled by uh, this publication that I have here and I'm wondering if uh, anybody has a guess with that well you don't need to call me with that guess because I'm going to tell you here in a second what it is the uh, the most trusted top home brand And if you guessed Tide detergent, ding, 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 you win a cookie. (laughs) 
Well, for many of us, Tide is the most squeaky clean of home helpers. In 2018, Americans bought $1.7 billion worth of Tide products, more than all other detergents, including Purex, Persil, Gain, and Arm and Hammer combined. Well, this year, the 4,000 Americans surveyed by the global market research firm Ipsos for the annual Reader's Digest Most Trusted Brands. There you have the publication that I'm uh, looking at. Uh, For the annual survey, uh, the 4,000 people surveyed selected this super cleaner not only as the most trusted detergent brand, but also as the single most trusted brand in the home and family products category. How about that? When Cincinnati-based manufacturer Procter & Gamble set out to create Tide in the 1930s, get this, it was referred to as Project X. (laughs) Wonder what made him give it the name Tide. Let's see if it goes on to say anything about that. Uh, The codename reflected P&G's recognition that its team was engineering something revolutionary. At the time, washing powders were nothing more than pulverized soap. Like they apparently were taking soap bars and grinding them up and using that as what we now know as laundry detergent. Uh, They were not great at cleaning the kind of ground-in dirt left by the average blue-collar worker, not to mention the average red-blooded five-year-old. Plus, soap is made from fats and oils, ingredients that don't dissolve in water and do leave behind a residue also known as that dreaded uh, soap scum that stiffens when clothes dry. Hmm, how about that? Procter & Gamble's been in the home product business since the Civil War. And uh, I'm looking ahead here to see if they uh, get to the part about where they named it Tide, and I'm not seeing where the name came from. But, as um, one American Chemical Society put it, no one could figure out why it worked, but it worked. The mixture of alkyl sulfate and sodium tripolyphosphate, a combination that creates molecules that grab hard not only to grease and dirt, but also to water, and then it all just rinses away. How about that? Well, that's enough about Tide, anyway, because I don't see where the name originated from. Hmm, well, may have to Google that one. Um, by 19, the 1950s, the P&G officials who once dismissed Project X, <laughs> they were not going to keep it. They were boasting about what one called the first big change in soap making, in 2,000 years. Now we have the uh, Tide Power Pods. Is that what they're called? I think they are. Something like that. But uh, anyway, yeah, they certainly has progressed in uh, science advancements there with Tide. All right. There were a total of 20 brands on here, the most trusted home and family brands. Uh, again, surveyed by 4,000 Americans ages 18 and older to name their single most trusted brand in 20 different categories. All right, we've we've already got Tide. 
for uh, soap, laundry detergent. Auto insurance? I hear people guessing. Geico. Passenger cars, excluding trucks. Toyota. SUVs and crossover vehicles. Toyota, once again. Favorite airline? Southwest Airlines. I'll go with that. At least they don't charge you a bunch of money for extra bags like some airlines do that they advertise these low prices, right? Make sure to read the fine print, folks, because those low prices have other fees with them. Like uh, the first bag is, depending on the weight of it, around 30 to 50 bucks. So therefore, that jacks up the fee. Now, Southwest may build in the bag fee into their passenger fees. However, I've found them to be fairly reasonable if you book far enough ahead, right? So the favorite airline, Southwest Airlines. Favorite cruise line, Carnival Cruise Lines. National Hotel Chain. Did you guess Holiday Inn? Eh. Marriott was the favorite national hotel chain. Favorite wireless provider, Verizon. Favorite home furnishing retailer. And the closest store that I know of is uh, in Columbus. I think it's on the east side of Columbus, northeast side. Ikea. Favorite household cleaning product. I think I could have gotten this one without even looking at the answer. Lysol. Interior paint. Bear. B-E-H-R. <laughs> Disinfectant wipes. Lysol wins again. Home insurance. State Farm Auto. Um, excuse me, not auto. Home insurance. State Farm Home Insurance. And retirement investment services. Fidelity. Favorite pet food? Now, how did they answer this one? Did they actually taste this pet food? Or did they get their kitty to respond? Or their dog? How did they get this one? What's the criteria for this one? Favorite pet food? (laughs) Purina. And pet treats? Again, how did they get this one? Did they test out the milk bones that is a favorite pet treat oh here's a good one how did they test this one (laughs) yeah well i yeah whatever works you know that is good for the pet good for the kitty good to reduce odors favorite cat litter tidy cats and favorite pet insurance nationwide how about that Favorite pet retailer, PetSmart. And favorite home security services, ADT Security Services. So there you go. There you have it. That uh, 20 top home brands, the most trusted home brands, according to a survey of 4,000 Americans. And uh, let's see here. And we'll go with, um, oh, I found this about cholesterol. So we'll go from uh, top home brands to cholesterol. Now, many folks, uh, you know, I would 
guess in this listening audience market, uh, the age range, uh, including myself, you know, we, we talk about cholesterol, good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, you know, the LDO cholesterol. They say the L, remember it as lousy cholesterol for LDL and HDL for happy cholesterol, one of those. Um, but anyway, it's it's something we think about as we get older, right? So uh, with that, I I found some information here about cholesterol. Uh, if you don't know this right now, uh, according to the largest ever study of cholesterol levels led by Imperial College London and published in 2020, this is why you need to pay attention to your cholesterol levels, folks. High cholesterol is responsible for about 3.9 million deaths annually worldwide. So please get your cholesterol checked when you do your yearly checkups, right? Every year, right? Cholesterol is the waxy substance produced by the liver and found in every cell in the body. However, it helps build body hormones, vitamin D and healthy cells digest fatty foods, and more. Now, they go on to say that the, the buildup of LDL on artery walls can block blood flow and lead to blood clots. This can cause a heart attack or stroke. Now, the HDL cholesterol considered the good cholesterol because it picks up the LDL particles and returns them to the liver for excretion. Now, here are some myths that they announced in this study. Uh, myth. Foods that contain cholesterol are unhealthy. Well, the truth is some are, but not all are. Now, when blood tests show a high level of LDL or the bad cholesterol, uh, it's referred to as the non-HDL cholesterol. It's likely due to eating the wrong foods. Now, just because food contains cholesterol doesn't mean eating it will raise yours. And many of you probably know cholesterol is found in animal products, meats, seafood, egg yolks, and dairy products, and those high in saturated fat raise blood cholesterol. Okay, so the best way to reduce LDL is replace saturated fats with unsaturated fats. For instance, switching from butter to soft margarine and cooking with vegetable oils such as sunflower, corn oil, canola, or olive oil. These contain acids that can actually lower your LDL. All right, another myth. If my cholesterol is high, I will feel it. Well, the truth is only a test can tell you. Okay, so get tested for your cholesterol levels. Now, they go on to say that exercise won't necessarily lower LDL cholesterol. Diet is the biggest factor there. And another myth, statins often have bad side effects. Well, the truth about that is side effects are rare. Statins lower the production of LDL cholesterol by blocking an enzyme in the liver that helps make it. And uh, statins are widely used and have been around since the 1980s, but they have fallen victim to the age of misinformation. And one more myth, 
I can prevent high cholesterol with exercise and diet. And we just said that comment about exercise. Well, the truth about this is, if it is genetic, you cannot avoid it. That's the truth according to this survey. Now, um, this goes on to say that uh, familiar hypercholesterolemia, which means the body is unable to get rid of blood containing LDL. Now, it has no symptoms and occurs, occurs in about 1 in 250 people. Then they go on to say it is genetic. So with that, um, some information health-wise uh, here on this party line this morning, and I have neglected to tell the time, uh, with the time being now, uh, just about one minute to go in the program here. And um, we'll see if we can't finish up here with a little bit of humor, if I can find my bookmark where I had that. But uh, anyway, I always enjoy being here with you folks on Party Line whenever I get a chance to do so. And um, certainly happy to be a part of your morning here. And I'll return with you on uh, Sentimental Journey right after Kim and Ruth. Uh, coming up shortly here so uh, well here we go we'll do a quick one Uh, outside the ladies and men's room of a Texas steakhouse I found a confused and anxious young woman who sighed with relief when she saw me she said oh I'm so glad you're here I was afraid to enter I didn't know if I was a steer or a heifer (laughs) oh Have a great day. (laughs) A blessed Wednesday. CBS News is next. Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Athens. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Round two on Capitol Hill for the country's top military generals. They're about to take questions on Afghanistan from lawmakers on the House Armed Services Committee. Ranking Republican Mike Rogers. Frankly, after this debacle of a withdrawal, I don't think anyone can trust anything this president says about Afghanistan. Defense Secretary Austin says U.S. troops did their best. Nothing like this has ever been done before and no other military in the world could have pulled, could have pulled it off. Yesterday, Joint Chiefs Chair Mark Milley told senators he advised the president against withdrawal. Mr. Biden was supposed to travel to Chicago today to talk about vaccine mandates. Instead, he's staying in Washington to focus on getting his legislative agenda passed. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. While the White House insists progress has been made in the president's talks with a pair of moderate senators, there's still no agreement from Kirsten Cinema or Joe Manchin on how much to spend on social programs. House progressives have been threatening to withhold support for the bipartisan physical infrastructure bill unless they're given a sign.